how many of you watching this or listening to this uh, kind of know what to do to, you know, if you fall out of shape, if you get into a rut and you start eating badly and maybe you're not working out as much, and you put on some weight and now you want to get back into the shape you were in before. How many of you sort of like have the know-how, right? Like maybe you're not experts, but you, you know sort of which food choices to make, which ones are better or not, you know? Um, if you were to go to the gym on your own without a trainer or without any assistance, you could probably do an okay workout. It might not be optimal. It might not be, you know, um, the, the ideal perfect workout for fat burning or for muscle growth or for whatever your goal is, but it would be okay and you could do it, but there's just something else in the way. Something prevents you. You know, maybe you have a bunch of false starts where you hit it real hard and do it real well for a week or two or three and then fall off, or maybe you keep putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. Uh, in which case I um, sort of use some of my psychology skill set to help understand what might be underlying that because it's not a knowledge deficit, right? It's something else. And sometimes it has to do with people's self-perceptions or their um, narratives about who they are and who they aren't or about what they deserve and what they don't. Sometimes it's related to past experiences. Sometimes and this is why I do an integrated performance coach and don't specialize in one single area, is it's not uncommon that um, problems in one area are directly related to something in a different area. where we celebrate the lives of those who have overcome great adversity, and we examine the tools and techniques by which people create lives that feel like thriving. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry Sunshine Novak, and uh, today I wanted to address a question that I get uh, fairly often in this line of work, and uh, the question is, what does a, an integrated performance coach do? Um, I get that question in various uh, shades or various flavors. Um, I've had some of my um, psychology and therapist friends ask me what's the difference between a coach and a therapist. Um, I've asked, had uh, people ask me what, what does a coach do uh, and specifically what does a, an integrated performance coach do. So I thought I would address that today, talk a little bit about uh, what I do as a coach, how my work differs from what I have done in the past as a psychotherapist or as a personal trainer. And uh, maybe talk to you a little bit about how I've organized my practice and set up my business and am working on my website. It's getting there. You can access it if you want to, but um, I, uh, uh, but I'm still building it and it's, uh, it's a work in progress, so we can work on it. But so I thought that's what we would get into today and help you understand what a coach does. So um, put very simply, uh, I would say the job of a coach is to help people achieve 
and realize their greatest selves to create the best version of themselves. Um, whether that's professionally to achieve the goals they want professionally, um, whether that's um, physically in terms of their physical health and fitness and well-being, whether that's financially or interpersonally or athletically, I work with um, competitive athletes as well. Um, sometimes achieving their best self starts with helping them identify goals and set goals. In fact, um, when it comes to goal setting, I would say that um, people I work with fall into one of two categories. One category would be folks who are very, very clear on their goals. Um, I work with a competitive wrestler. She wanted to compete in and win states, right? So, um, I mean, she had a wrestling coach. She had a, um, a fitness and conditioning coach. Uh, and even though I'm qualified in that area, I left it alone because she has somebody in that area. And I worked with her on mindset and on um what it means to be a champion, what it means to win a title, what it doesn't mean for her and things of that sort. But for her, the goal was very simple. Um, for uh, an executive who is a, you know, perhaps a, um, uh, a middle tier or even a high level executive at a company and wants to be in the C-suite, right? Wants to become a CFO or CEO. Um, there's mindset coaching around that with entrepreneurs who want to grow their business to a certain level. Um, those are areas where the goals are fairly clear. Um, I can help with defining those goals a little bit, maybe setting um, time boundaries on them, right? We want to achieve X, Y, or Z by such and such a date. Um, I can help quantify and make those goals measurable so that we have a good sense of whether we've achieved them or not. Right. Um, that comes up a lot in fitness kinds of areas, physical fitness, right? The most common goal I hear is, well, I want to lose weight. Well, what does that mean? Right. How much weight by when, why, so on and so forth. Um, the other category, the other group of people that I work with are people who sometimes don't quite know what their goal is. Um, sometimes when people will come in and say, well, I want to do better at X, Y, or Z. Um, without a real clear idea of what it means to do better at X, Y, or Z. People come in and say, I want to, I need to learn to manage my money better. Well, what, what does that mean, right? Does, are you talking about retirement accounts? Are you talking about investing in ways that will give you a certain amount of return? Are you talking about getting out of debt? Um, are you talking about budgeting so that you don't have lots of extraneous expenses? So, with the second category, so the first category of people, the goals are fairly well-defined. I can help refine them a little bit, but then it's my job to get you from here to there. Um, with the other category of folks, my job starts with helping you figure out what it is. And this can be trickier than it sounds. There are instances where people think they want one thing, um, but as we dig into it, maybe that's not actually what they want. So I can give you an example. Um, I can give you a few examples, but uh, for example, when it comes to fitness, uh, the most common thing I hear from people is I want to lose weight. I want to lose five pounds. I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to lose whatever it is. And very frequently, very often when I dig into it with people, um, A, 
many of them actually don't want to lose weight necessarily. What they want to lose is body fat. Um, if I present them with the idea of, you know, hypothetically, if the, if the scale didn't move at all, but you dropped a pant size or a dress size, would you be happy? If the answer to that is yes, then what they're looking for isn't necessarily weight loss because weight loss is measured on the scale. Body composition can be measured through um, taking body fat measurements and such, um, or you can measure uh, somebody's physical being with um, a tape measure or uh, clothes sizes and things of that nature. Those are less precise measurements, but they are still measurements. Um, these get tricky and they get tricky because we do, we believe people who come to me and say they want to lose weight, for example. Uh, the other one that happens a lot is people saying they want to save money. And really what they want to do is build wealth. Um, savings is a piece of building wealth, but uh, having your money invested in things that return um, interest to you, um, either like um, stocks or bonds or investments in collectibles or other things that appreciate in assets. Um, those are part of wealth building also um, that are not, that are different from savings. So um, people saying they need to save more money is not always actually what they're asking for. So I have to help them clarify in their mind what it is they need because the outcomes and the processes to get there will be different. Um, the process of losing weight is very different from the process of losing body fat and getting more lean. Um, and weight loss as a goal specifically, the, you know, is requires, you know, uh, well, very often it's uh, people like competitors, wrestlers or MMA fighters, for example, where their sport functions in weight classes where they really need to cut weight or lose weight um, in order to compete. Uh, most average people that I meet um, who are interested in health and looking good and things of that sort really would like to burn fat and be more lean um, and aren't as concerned about the actual number on the scale. Um, and that's important because weight loss uh, typically requires some suffering. It's, it has to do with calorie deficit uh, where it's possible to get lean uh, with less restriction in your lifestyle. So I try to make sure that people know what they want. Um, the other problem with some goals, for example, uh, is people don't always want them for themselves. So very often with the weight loss goal, as an example, when I start to ask people why they want that goal, uh, we eventually get to a place where, well, there's this social norm about being thin is better right? Thin is, you know, your self-worth improves, your self-confidence improves, your style if you're thin. Uh, the problem is that there's plenty of research and plenty of anecdotal evidence, but also, you know, real studies, scientific research demonstrating that goals um, lacking in intrinsic value, goals that are not important to you, um, are not, if they're achievable, they're not gonna be sustainable. Um, lowering your body weight requires a lot of restriction in your lifestyle. And that kind of restriction in your lifestyle 
um, is hard to maintain if the goal isn't personally important to you. If it's to satisfy a social norm or um, some idea that thin people are better, it's not going to be worth all of the sacrifice in the long run. So, um, so it's important to be clear about those goals. Now, if the goal really is to lose weight, that's fine. I just help people clarify that. Same thing with money. A lot of times people think they want money or wealth um, for status reasons, but status reasons are uh, typically about impressing other people or how other people perceive you. And again, the sort of work and effort and lifestyle restriction required to achieve that kind of wealth or that appearance of wealth is often not worth the payoff in the end if the goal is not intrinsic. If the goal is to accumulate wealth to have a better standard of living, an easier lifestyle where you're less restricted due to financial issues or to accumulate wealth that you can then pass down to your children because you didn't get to inherit from previous generations. Those are uh, typically more motivating, more um, sustainable types of goals. So that's my first piece when I, when I work with a client is trying to sort out what the goals are. And, um, and if the goals are clear, then we start to develop a plan to achieve those goals. If the goals are a little muddier, a little less clear, then I help them etch out um, the finer points of those goals and figure out what we want for those goals. Um, what I tend to do next uh, as a coach is figure out what's in the way of achieving those goals. Right? Well, why hasn't that person achieved this goal without me on their own? Um, and sometimes that's due to a skill deficit or a knowledge deficit. And sometimes it's due to something bigger, right? Uh, so for example, uh, I, can, I can tell you that uh, in previous generations prior to mine, people had pretty poor knowledge of nutrition um, fitness was not a widespread, you know, common sort of idea as it is today. People didn't necessarily belong to gyms or get regular workouts. And like I said, nutrition knowledge was spotty. And so sometimes for folks, if their health has been a problem and they want to be in better physical condition, a little bit of knowledge about uh, good nutrition, a little bit of knowledge about some basic movement and exercise is all they need to achieve their goal. And in which case I try to help provide that knowledge. Uh, if it's the knowledge is outside my area of expertise, then um, I'll find a referral and I'll refer them to somebody who does have that area. Um, but very often I find that the um, thing that's in the way for a lot of people is not necessarily a knowledge deficit. Um, how many of you watching this or listening to this uh, kind of know what to do to, you know, if you fall out of shape, if you get into a rut and you start eating badly and maybe you're not working out as much, you put on some weight and now you want to get back into the shape you were in before. How many of you sort of like have the know-how, right? Like maybe you're not experts, but you, you know sort of which food choices to make, which ones are better or not, you know, um, if you were to go to the gym on your own without a trainer or without any assistance, you could probably do an okay workout. It might not be optimal. It might not be, you know, um, the, the ideal 
perfect workout for fat burning or for muscle growth or for whatever your goal is, but it would be okay and you could do it. But there's just something else in the way. Something prevents you. You know, maybe you have a bunch of false starts where you hit it real hard and do it real well for a week or two or three and then fall off. Or maybe you keep putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. Uh, in which case, I um, sort of use some of my psychology skill set to help understand what might be underlying that because it's not a knowledge deficit, right? It's something else. And sometimes it has to do with people's self-perceptions or their um, narratives about who they are and who they aren't or about what they deserve and what they don't. Sometimes it's related to past experiences. Sometimes, and this is why I do an integrated performance coach and don't specialize in one single area, is it's not uncommon that... Um, problems in one area are directly related to something in a different area, right? Um, there's a strong link between past trauma or adversity and financial difficulties. Um, some people have a real hard time becoming disciplined with money um, because of past experiences that have taught them that they either don't deserve wealth or that that's not their identity, that they're not a person who accumulates wealth or it's out of line with how they perceive themselves. And so the work I do with these folks ends up revolving more around their self-image and their identity uh, and the way they care for themselves than it does around the nuts and bolts of how to make a budget or, or put money into savings or how to invest or things of that sort. Um, same thing with fitness, right? A lot of times um, helping people understand why they don't treat themselves like a priority or why maybe they put others' needs ahead of theirs um, is becomes more central to the work than you know, how to design a fitness program or how to perform a proper squat or a proper push-up or anything of that sort. So, um, so then that begs the question that that's where I get the question from a lot of my other colleagues about, well, what's the difference between therapy and coaching? And uh, I can, what I would say is that there can be a lot of overlap between coaching and therapy. Um, there doesn't have to be, there can be a, a clear line, but I think if you watched a hundred therapists work and watched a hundred coaches work, you would see a lot of overlap. Um, in this instance, I think a lot of my therapy colleagues and psychology colleagues kind of um, make an assumption that it's because coaches are diving into the domain of the therapist. But I'm not, I would, I actually suspect it's as somebody who's worked in both, I think it's the other way around. Um, technically what a therapist does is a therapist and and this is sort of as defined over the last i don't know how long couple of decades based on the business of medicine and insurance companies and managed care what insurance companies pay therapists for when you have that coverage is to take somebody who has a diagnosable mental health condition uh, a depression or a uh, an anxiety or a PTSD and helps them remit the symptoms, treat the condition to the point where they are no longer um, influenced or inhibited or impaired from their symptoms, bringing them back to baseline. The way a medical doctor would treat your ailments and illnesses and, and get rid of them. Um, depending on where you work, I've worked in places where 
doing more than that and helping people uh, um, with their interpersonal relationships, helping people um, improve their financial status, helping people who've overcome trauma start to like thrive and create meaning in their lives. Um, I've worked in places where that was accepted, um, but very often it had to be done under the banner of a diagnosis, which is uh, questionable. You know, um, if the person no longer has symptoms or meets the criteria, can you still give them the diagnosis? Um, and so I would say in those areas, therapists are um, sort of moving into the domain of the coach. I'm not mad at them at that. For that, I think that's fine. I think if you're a client and you're getting help, then great, you're getting help. Um, as a coach, what I do is I help people achieve the lives they want and that can be helping them with resolving interpersonal conflict in their relationships or in their family lives it could be with helping them um, raise their performance in their professional lives and setting them up for higher level performance at executive levels in their career it could be helping athletes with mindset coaching to shave seconds off their time or win a meet or a match. Um, uh, you know, I help people. I, I personally, in addition to my having a PhD in psychology, I also have a personal trainer certification. I've been a certified personal trainer since um, 1997, I think. So I do help people with fitness programs when they need it. But very often, the fitness program is secondary to helping them deal with what's in the way of just getting to the gym or taking care of themselves or um, I help people with financial counseling. Um, I am working on a uh, financial coaching certification, but I'm qualified to help. I'm supposed to be accruing hours doing that. So um, I have tools and techniques for helping folks. But again, sometimes it is the education of how do you work a budget and how do you live that way and how does that look? Um, and turning a budget, for example, from something restrictive into something empowering. Um, but very often it's not, it's the person has the knowledge about how to budget. And what I'm dealing with is um, what their relationship to money is and why it is that they feel like they shouldn't hold it or can um, hold on to it. You know, maybe they have that underlying belief that money is the root of all evil or, or something of that sort. And it's helping them come to grips with um, beliefs and attitudes and past experiences that are preventing them from fulfilling the life they want in the present. Um, what I don't do anymore, I'm qualified, I could do it, but what I choose not to do anymore is treat symptoms and diagnoses. Um, I don't work as a therapist, mostly because doing so requires um, a lot of uh, extra work with um, insurance companies and medical type organizations and there's a lot of rules and liabilities around things like HIPAA and privacy and um, that are, I mean, I, I adhere to very rigid um, privacy standards in my coaching practice. They're just not governed the way the medical things are. And I just chose to leave that environment to help um, people in this environment. Um, integrated performance coaching is a term that I came up with. Um, 
And I came up with that term to describe the idea that, um, so I am trained, I have training in, um, I have training in management and marketing. I have a bachelor's degree in marketing. I've been a manager both in health clubs and in the US military. I've been a field grade officer. Um, I've been a I have a PhD in psychology. I've worked as a psychologist. I've done testing and assessment. I've done psychotherapy. Um, I've done forensic psychology, uh, working with the court system. Uh, I've been a certified personal trainer since 1997. I've worked with people of all sorts, from competitive athletes to very um, injured or infirmed people uh, and helping them move better and alleviate aches and pains and improve their fitness and overall health. Uh, I'm currently in school in a culinary arts program, learning how to really cook delicious, healthy meals to help people with nutrition and help people um, provide for themselves in that way. Uh, as I said before, I have quite a bit of experience with financial uh, counseling, um, not financial management. I don't sell specific products. I won't put you in a particular fund or anything of that sort. If you want a financial manager, I can refer you. I have a network. But what I do is work with the basics of how to manage money and um, how to create a budget, how to stick to a budget, how to plan for retirement, how to deal with tax laws, things of that sort and also the emotional or interpersonal or social um, relationship issues that can get in the way of creating the financial future you want. So those are the things that I do as a practice. Um, the way I have my practice set up is um, I try to, you know, it's important that I earn a living and, um, I believe that I have expertise and training that are worth, um, you know, it's reasonable to charge for them. I went through a lot of work and a lot of expenditure myself to achieve credentials and to receive training. But I also feel like this information is really important. And um, I don't want to price it out for people who are maybe unable, who are struggling and unable to afford it. So um, I sort of have three tiers in my practice. The first tier is, is information and content that I make available for free. And I do that through this podcast. I also do this through my, um, through my blog called What the Fuck Am I Doing? Um, where I use my own life's mistakes and life's errors to sort of learn lessons about how to do things differently. Um, and I try to put out quality content free of charge so that everybody has some access to it. The second tier, it has to do with, um, I said earlier that sometimes what folks need uh, from me or from another coach is uh, a knowledge, you know, they need knowledge uh, what they're lacking, they have a deficit in the knowledge area. So I try to make knowledge content um, very affordable for sale on my website. So for example, I have started um, recording cook instructional cooking videos, uh, making certain recipes that are tasty and simple and healthy. And those are available on my website for download for, you know, few less than $5 each, you know, they're like $4.99 each to try to make them accessible to people who don't necessarily need to pay me an hourly um, coaching fee to 
learn to cook themselves some healthy meals or to cook for their family differently. Uh, same thing with basic nutrition. I have courses on basic nutrition. I have courses on basic fitness. I'm going to be coming out with a course on basic finance. Um, I'm going to be coming out with a course on mindset. Um, and those are also going to be affordable. I don't know what the price point will be on them just yet, but it'll probably be somewhere between the five and $25 mark um, so that they're readily accessible to people. Then for people who have more difficulty and, and need some one-on-one -on -one help, with creating their goals or defining their goals and achieving their goals um, because the other materials that I've, uh, that they have access to just haven't gotten them to where they want to be. Um, then um, I can engage in a, in a coaching relationship with them and coaching um, varies in price depending on if you um, do it hourly or I sell packages of 10. I, I'm not going to get into the, the nuts and bolts. Anybody who's interested can message me or look on my website and we can talk about pricing for that. Um, but I usually try to get a sense of what the person needs big picture long-term and create a fair proposal for, um, for coaching. But that's how I, how I work my practice. Um, I have a decent credentials, I alluded to that before. Um, the, the thing about if you follow my educational and occupational career, um, what you'll find is that um, everything I've studied or learned is about helping and serving other people. And while it might look a little disjointed to some people, I see a common theme. So I, I became a, so I got a bachelor's degree in marketing and public relations in 1995. I worked in that field, not for very long, but for not long enough to get some experience. Then I became a certified personal trainer in 1997, 1998. Um, I worked in that field full time. Um, I have some management experience uh, leading teams in the uh, fitness industry. And um, I've had a personal training certifications through the American Council on Exercise, through I'm currently certified through the National Association of Sports Medicine, NASM. Um, I, through NASM, I also had uh, a certification. They don't have it anymore. I guess technically I, I'm still certified, but they don't really have the credential anymore, but it was called a certified sports fitness specialist. And so I worked with athletes and had that credential. Uh, then I went back to school and got a master's degree and then a doctorate in counseling and psychology and worked as a psychotherapist, uh, both in the military and as a civilian. Um, and I'm currently studying for a uh, financial coaching credential and attending school to get an associate's degree in culinary arts. Um, to me, these things are all linked and all connected because very often what you find is somebody who's struggling in one area, um, you'll find evidence of difficulty or struggle in other areas too. Somebody who's having a hard time moving up their career ladder or managing their funds well, might also have difficulty at home with a spouse or a partner or a child. Um, somebody who's um, having a hard time managing their money and, and living according to a budget might also be struggling to prioritize their health and wellness and might not be eating well or exercising regularly or things of that sort. And so as an integrated 
um, performance coach, the idea is that um, I can help folks wherever the problems lie. So if I'm working with a competitive athlete, a D1, you know, collegiate athlete or, or uh, an Olympic athlete who's coming to me for mindset coaching and they're trying to optimize their sports performance, right? Or an MMA fighter or somebody like that. And I find out that they're having lots of conflict at home with their spouse or with their child. I can help them manage the conflict interpersonally, right? Having a, a master's degree and a PhD in, in psychology and, and in therapy and counseling. Um, I can help them manage that conflict so that it's no longer in the way of their athletic performance. Or if they are, for example, um, struggling athletically because they're preoccupied due to financial difficulties, right? As somebody who's getting an education as a financial coach and who has quite a bit of experience in education in personal finance, I can help them um, ma better manage their financial situation so that it is less in the way of their athletic performance. Uh, same thing if I have of working with an executive who is up for a big promotion, but now has whatever difficulty at home or, or for example, is doing maybe really well at work, but is finding it hard to prioritize time for fitness. Um, having training in all these areas enables me to, um, to help folks in a broad, integrated though, not segregated, integrated holistic way. Um, lastly, in the areas where I don't have personal training or credentials, I try to maintain a pretty good network. So if I work with somebody who needs help in an area where I don't have the expertise, I will talk to them about either referring them to a professional in that area um, with whom I have a relationship or bringing that other professional in and creating sort of a team approach. So that's the, the short version of, of what I do as a, as a integrated performance coach. That's how it differs uh, from psychotherapy and, and maybe some other helping careers. I don't work um, with diagnoses. Uh, if somebody comes to me and their symptoms are mental health symptoms, depression, anxiety are so severe that that's in the way of their goals, I'm going to refer them to a therapist. Uh, and then they can come back to me once the anxiety or depression or trauma is, is more under control. Um, I have talked about how I have my practice set. So again, I try to make it so that there's aspects of what I do that are accessible for everyone. There are some content that's free. There's some content that I try to purposefully keep very affordable. And then obviously when people need more than that, we'll have a discussion. And, and some of that's when I do organizational consulting, for example, I work with organizations on culture and climate and um, keeping teams motivated and uh, morale and things of that sort, leadership management. Um, I usually try to find out you know, what their organization looks like now and then make a proposal. Uh, with a cost associated for that. So um, so that's how I work. Uh, I want to thank folks for the questions. Coming up, uh, I'm going to address, I had a question about basic fitness and well-being. So I'll do a podcast um, that covers some of the basics of um, 
health and wellness. Um, not sure if I'll do two, maybe one on nutrition, one on fitness, or maybe one that sort of talks about the both, but that'll be coming up in the not too distant future. In the meantime, thank you so much for watching uh, and for listening to the podcast. Um, you can watch the podcast on YouTube. The channel is Growth and Thriving LLC. Um, the podcast audio version is available uh, it's the Growth and Thriving podcast, and that's available on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and on Google Podcasts. Uh, my website is www.growthandthriving.com, all spelled out, growthandthriving.com. You can access the um, podcast through there as well. Um, I, my blog is called What the Fuck Am I Doing? And uh, takes a lot of life lessons from mistakes I've made or learning opportunities I've had in the past. A lot of foul language, so maybe not for children or not for work, um, but I try to use some humor. I try to keep it very down to earth and, um, and funny if I can. Uh, and the website for that is www.whatthefkamidoing.com. And, um, and aside from that, um, keep looking out for new content, new material. There is some, a couple of cooking videos up on uh, the website right now. I think I have one for garlic Parmesan Brussels sprouts, which are delicious. Even if you don't like Brussels sprouts, I have uh, a cooking video up for how to make a braised chuck roast. Um, there'll be one coming for a um, roasted chicken with potatoes. Uh, I'll be making uh, a vegan, um, healthy vegan breakfast cookie. Uh, so check them out if you want. Please like, like the content, share it, share it as widely as you can. I really appreciate that. Subscribe on YouTube or sign up for the website. Uh, and thank you so much for your time and your interest. Please feel free to comment with any suggestions, questions, comments you might have. Uh, but for right now, this is Dr. Jerry Sunshine Novak saying keep growing until you're thriving.